from Michael Tumlin Designs, this is Creatively Brief. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Creatively Brief, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm your host, Michael Tumlin, and I'm happy to welcome brothers Jeremy and Jordan Kuhn from Brethren Design Co. to today's show. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your Friday to sit down and talk to me today. Yeah, no problem, man. Friday the 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th, and this is episode 13 of the show, so it's fitting. That's double, double danger. Yes, sir. So before we jump into some stuff, I think we got some really exciting topics to kind of go over today. But before we jump too deep into any of that, can you kind of give anybody that's not familiar with you guys and your work just sort of an overview of who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, um, I'm Jordan Kuhn. I'm the older brother. And uh, we're just a brother team design company. Jeremy, what do you think? Yeah, we're just uh, two bros teaming up to do freelance uh, on the side of our nine to five design gigs. Yeah, that's really cool. I think the brother aspect is really interesting. I know, you know, my brother and I, I'm the older brother too. So, you know, growing up, we'd always have those little rivalries. So I imagine that kind of fuels a little bit of the uh, the creativity and just that 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 brotherly competition. You know, I feel like that would only make y'all better. So that's interesting. And I want to talk about that later on. So if you had to sum up kind of Brethren Design Co. into a Sparknotes kind of like real quick explanation, how would you guys describe it? Uh, we kind of live under the mantra and we put it on like some of our stuff like let's do work is one of the things and then design that smokes so i think i mean for us this is about creative fulfillment as well as like running a business so uh, we try to take on select projects that we want to work on that we're passionate about yeah, that's really cool. And I also noticed, you know, uh, we were kind of going over some stuff that we talk about on today's episode, and you've got some pretty cool clients. And and that's cool. Like you said, that it's kind of like it gives you the option to select things maybe outside of a day job. So instead of having to, you know, do freelance full time and taking on a whole bunch of clients you don't want to work with, it's more about what you're actually passionate about. I think that's a really cool way to kind of be in that business for sure. Yeah, it's just kind of like a pick and choose thing. And um I mean, we're kind of lucky in the sense that we're building brethren so slowly and, you know, we're leaning on our nine to fives, you know, as our main source of income. So we don't have to take on every project that comes our way. We can kind of pick and choose uh, the ones that the ones that are more appealing to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And then for those who I feel like it's relatively, you know, obvious where the name came from, but where did the name come from? Just for anybody who hasn't made the connection yet. Yeah. Um, we, we were joking about names when we first started and like, I, I had thrown one out to Jeremy called power couple. <laughs> <laughs> and we laughed at that for a little bit, but, uh, brethren was like, you know, just kind of like a cooler way of saying brothers. So right. we just, we settled on that pretty quickly. Yeah. When I was first kind of finding you guys and your work and everything, I saw the name and I didn't realize at first what it meant. And then as I kind of started to learn more, it clicked. And I think it's such, like I said, it's a unique way to kind of go into business. So it's it's a fitting name for it. That's cool. So when you guys were growing up and, and when you were younger, did you guys like work on a lot of things together or was it more like that kind of rivalry and competition between you guys? Jeremy, you want to take this one? Well, I mean, with Jordan, I mean, he didn't, I, I grew up doing 
with art um you know he played music um so we never really competed in in that sense um but i mean we worked together as in like where i would you know i skateboarded and we'd he'd come out and like film and make videos so like we'd collaborate together in that way i guess um yeah the design stuff and the artistic kind of uh, avenues didn't really come till later and so you said you kind of grew up more in the in the artistic field is that right yeah 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 early and uh had very supportive grandparents and of always giving me art supplies and all that so yeah i minored in studio art uh in college and also with a bachelor's in design so taking that route you know my whole life yeah yeah that's very cool so then whenever you kind of got into where you were doing more like what is considered graphic design with more like, um, I guess like as opposed to art, it's more strategic and kind of working for clients and stuff. Was that like a natural transition for you since you had already kind of been in that art world? Um, yeah, I would say so. It was, yeah, fairly easy transition. Yeah. And so then Jordan, uh, how did you kind of get your feet wet in design in the creative fields? Um, so yeah, like Jeremy said, I played music and I kind of have that cliche, designer story of like being in a band for a long time and uh, making flyers and stuff like that like i was I had a terrible um proclivity to use photoshop and make terrible flyers and after the music thing wasn't really working out um since jeremy was in design and i'd always kind of liked i've loved design and um and skateboard art and making flyers and shirts and stuff like that I needed like a job that could make me some money. So I ended up going to college whenever I was like 27, I think, mm-hmm. um, to like a two year program that just got you an associate's degree in design. And um, from that, I started working at agency um, agencies here in Tulsa, straight out of school. And so I was kind of working in that world. And Jeremy actually works at a, um, a fraternity and sorority apparel company. Oh, cool. And he's the creative director there. So he's not so much from the agency world, but he's still doing design. And then I was doing the same thing as well. And there's actually a community here in Tulsa called Art Directors Club of Tulsa. And they bring in like speakers all the time that, you know, talk about their work. And I mean, they'll have, we'll have someone that's like really huge, like works at a big agency like Knowles and Richie. We just had the Dunkin' Donuts guy here. But then they'll also bring in someone like they brought Draplin in. Very and cool. And they brought this type, yeah, they brought this typographer, Mary Kate McDevitt in. And I remember her specifically kind of talking about putting her work on Instagram. And, you know, she ended up doing stuff for like Target, I want to say. And I thought that was like kind of crazy that you could garner that kind of attention through something like Instagram. Right. So I kind of started. I started an Instagram account and started kind of designing things for fun and taking a little bit more of an artistic approach and kind of messing with style and stuff and um, kind of encouraged Jeremy to do the same so we could get outside of our day job, like style of thinking with design. And then, you know, through Instagram, we started getting freelance clients uh, separately and we'd always be talking about those projects. And then we would like, then we ended up being like, let's work on one together. And that's kind of how we organically started working together as brethren. Yeah. So then how long into like each of y'all's individual design careers, like in, or uh, freelance careers, how deep into that was it before you realized that maybe teaming up and working on stuff together would be a good idea? 
Um, um, yeah, you want to take that? Yeah, I was going to say, because um, for me, uh, I mean, Jordan lit a spark in me with, like he was saying, and, you know, working um, and starting his Instagram and started putting art on there, which I hadn't had an Instagram yet. Um, and I've been doing sorority shirts for, you know, I'm doing it for nine years now. Um, and I haven't done much outside of that, um, you know, and he was designing cool shit. And I was like, man, dude, I haven't even like done any cool shit in a long time or like, uh, you know, uh, pushed myself to do to do more outside of that. So I started designing stuff just to post, you know, start Instagram. And then because he was getting freelance out of that. And then I started getting freelance out of that. And as we both started getting it, we always talked about collaborating together. And then one day we got a Jordan got a job and was like, yo, will you help me with the illustration on this? And then that was our first piece that we did, which ended up being for Lagwagon, which is a punk band uh, that we've listened to since we were young. So we were really stoked on that, which is really cool. And that's kind of, it bloomed from that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say we did, we probably did it separately, you know, for like a year or so. And we kind of, we both had like a decent size following on Instagram. So when we started Brethren, we would like promote the shit out of it on our personal ones. Right. It just kind of, group it just kind of grew somewhat quickly and uh we just started getting more and more work through that avenue yeah that's really really cool and then another thing also is like you you kind of mentioned on your website that you each have different styles and and you kind of bring those together so how did like i kind of want to hear from each of y'all like how did you kind of get to your style was there like specific designers or like movements or just anything that kind of influenced sort of where you are now as far as your design style yeah, um, I think style-wise, like, Jeremy and I, we, I mean, being brothers, we liked a lot of the same things. Like, like you said earlier, he, we grew up, like, with skateboarding culture, and, like, we both like punk rock and stuff. So, like, aesthetically, a lot of the things that we like were, are similar. But, you know, stylistically, you know, I'm more rough around the edges. Jeremy's, like, a little bit cleaner. Um, but we've kind of learned to like hide behind each other's styles and then lean on each other for our strengths. Like Jeremy's the stronger illustrator out of the two of us. So, you know, if, if something calls for heavy illustration, it's going to be most likely Jeremy working on it, but we use the creative cloud libraries for each of our clients and we're pretty collaborative as far as like every piece that we work together on. And so I kind of feel like if you look at our separate work, you can see, some style difference, but then when it all comes together as brethren, like it, it kind of has its own style. What do you think, Jeremy? I mean, yeah, I think you kind of nailed it. Cause I would say we both have like a preference in our own style, but yeah, we like, we like the same stuff, you know, with the whole, you know, skateboarding scene, punk rock and just, yeah, just have the similar taste for sure. And then, yeah. And then getting, you know, finding other designers and looking at other designers work through things like dribble and Instagram and, uh, you know, whatever it may be or artists in any sort of way. Uh, you know, we, we get influenced by the things that, that we feel like we relate to. So like right. our influence comes from things that we feel like, you know, this is, it's a, a reflection of who we are as well. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes for, you know, uh, any creative field. I feel like there's got to be those kind of influences. And like you said, you kind of have the, the, 
I guess like classic, you know, introduction doing like band posters and things like that. And it's actually funny how many, I never even realized until I started this podcast, how many people come from that background. And I wasn't doing band posters for anything I was involved in, but I got into it through, um, it was fan art for 21 pilots is what I was doing. That was kind of my introduction and, and working with, uh, like Photoshop for the first time. But, uh, no, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I, it was, I mean, it was a learning curve. I look back at some of my old designs and it, it, I hate them. They're awful, (laughs) but that's part of the growing process. For sure, man. If you don't like, if you, if you don't hate your old stuff, you're not growing, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I said on an earlier episode, I have a, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen poster up hung up in my bedroom still that it was like the first poster I ever made and that one wasn't even Photoshop that was GIMP and it, oh, it's just atrocious it's it's like the title spelled out in images it's just awful uh, but I keep it up there it's a nice <laughs> reminder of how far I've come <laughs> for sure that's cool yeah so then you guys are working day jobs and then you have Brethren Design Co kind of on the side to be able to pursue your passion projects and things like that so what is kind of like the the balance between that when do you find time to work on brethren whenever you're working those other jobs um it definitely gets tough like i mean i have a daughter um you know jeremy's married we have like personal lives that we like to lead and then i mean both of us work um pretty demanding jobs so i mean we usually try to only take on like two maybe three projects at once and most of our projects we have like a six to eight week timeline on okay um and so, you know, we work nights and weekends uh, when we can and uh, kind of divide and conquer, then collaborate or whatever. But uh, it, it can be tough to find the time. But as, as long as we're interested in what we're doing and we like the people that we're working with, it doesn't really feel like work. Like we get such satisfaction out of, you know, the end result and creating stuff and working with people. Right, right. Yeah. I imagine like I look at that and I, it, that's a lot. And, but then at the same time, you know, I, I run, you know, I've got my freelance stuff and then the podcast and all that. I think that's something that is uh, unique to the design field in general. I feel like we all have a lot of hustle in us and that's definitely one yeah. place that you can always relate to any other designer. I think it's that crave of like, you know, creating. Um, so it is common like in our field and that, that people tend to almost bite off more than they, than they can chew sometimes just because, the excitement of making something new. I mean, that's why we all do it. Right, right. Absolutely. So then we were talking kind of before this episode and you told me that you guys had your first speaking event. And first of all, congratulations, because that's a huge, that's a huge deal. And that's really cool. So I, I want to know kind of what that process was like, how you kind of got to giving the the talk and then how you kind of like prepared for it and then how it all went in the end. Yeah, it's it's funny because like part of us, it's like, man, we're not any authority on any sort of design at all. And, but I guess our story is somewhat unique in the sense that one, we're brothers and two, you know, we're still, we're doing this and working full-time jobs and kind of taking it slow. And it's, it's really, that, that ended up coming together because of our friend Josh from a fried design company out of Springfield. And that's where the event was. And, um, we met him at crop last year and we just became fast friends that weekend. And, uh, crop is such a cool event and all the people that we met there were so awesome. And, uh, everyone's so supportive in the community. And like I mentioned earlier, I go to the art directors club stuff and listen to people talk. And 
I think that's one of my favorite things about the design community. You know, we have people like you doing these podcasts and all these designers kind of sharing their process and story. Right. Like everyone's very supportive and you can learn a lot from your peers and learn from mistakes. So when we were asked to do a talk, you know, we really sat down and thought about some of the mistakes that we have made and some of the things like our processes and approach that would hopefully be like kind of inspiring and helpful for people that, you know, are in the same, were in the same position of us of working a day job, but like also wanting something more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like you said, that's a unique story and it's a, it's an interesting perspective. And what I've seen, cause I like to go out to AIGA events a lot and kind of, you know, go to those kind of talks as well. And what I find interesting is like, even if it's the same kind of, you know, like if you look at it, like, like a, a story structure and there's like the, you know, rising action, climax, all that. If you look at the structure of it, it might be the same story, but I feel like there's so many things that each person, whether it's the same story or not, they have to bring to the table. There's something different that you can learn from it. So I think hearing those stories, even if they're similar, it's incredibly beneficial for everyone. Yeah, for sure. And and then after like we did that event, like even for us, like I felt like it was kind of a learning like experience for us to like, how do we talk and like, what do we say about how do we feel about the things that we've been going through and, and how do we, how are we going to like pivot from the mistakes that we've made? It was kind of like a cool thing to sit down and talk about, you know, like our own approach. And, you know, this last year for us has been such a growing year right. of like getting business, getting business things like in order because, you know, we were at first just getting things like money through PayPal, uh, working through Instagram DMS and then, you know, like a a year or a year or so ago, we finally were like, we're getting a website, running our stuff through email, you know, uh, saving receipts, opening a business account, all of that stuff that isn't as fun as like, here's a brand that I just worked on. Right. (laughs) Right. No, that's cool though. That's very cool. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about Jeremy and Jordan's company, Brethren Design Co. Are you a designer, videographer, or creative of any type? Then you need to be on Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with video courses created by professionals in their respective fields, giving you insight into how to take your skill to the next level. Whether you're learning a new hobby or pursuing a career, Skillshare has a class for you. With classes from creatives like Aaron Draplin and Roxanne Gay, there's no limit to how much you can learn from Skillshare. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Sign up today with the link in the podcast notes to get two months for free and take your creativity to the next level. Welcome back, everybody. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into Brethren Design Co. So when you guys take on a new client or a new job, how do you kind of break things up? You kind of started to talk about how if, I believe it was Jeremy is the one that's better at illustration. And so if you get something that's more illustration heavy, you'll kind of give the bulk of it to him. But so is every project collaborative or are there some projects where you kind of keep things more individual? I mean, for the most part, um, they're collaborative. Um, There are some divide and conquer um, you know, usually everything that we do is, you know, touched by both of us. But yeah, we'll go through like, it kind of depends on the type of project. Like if, uh, if it's a brand project, you know, 
we get together and uh, discuss like kind of how we're going to approach it after we go through like our initial talks with the client and kind of learn more about what their their aim is and what their goals are for their brand. And then sometimes like on a brand project, we'll both like start working on marks and we almost kind of like battle for a creative direction. And then once we kind of both decide, Hey, this one, this is the way to go from there. We collaborate. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I, yeah. And I imagine that would be, you know, an interesting dynamic as well, being that you're both kind of in that position where you'd want to be kind of creative directing and all that. That's, um, and that goes back, like I said, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like there would always be a little bit of that, you know, rivalry and pushing each other to kind of do better than the other. I feel like that would be beneficial for sure. It is. And I think we, it makes us hold each other accountable too. We're like, I don't know, you know, Jeremy is a super uh, attention to detail, which most, I mean, a great designer should be. And I'm so, like I said earlier, like I'm a little rough around the edges and stuff. And, you know, there are times Jeremy's like, dude, like <laughs> clean, clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. My brother does that stuff to me. He'll look at some of my stuff sometimes and he'll be like, I don't get it, but he's not a designer. And I'm like, well, that's fine. You you don't have the right to tell me that you don't like it on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. We're good. I mean, we don't, uh, you know, we tell each other the truth. So, um, uh, good at critiquing their stuff. Yeah. And that's important for sure. So I know you guys are living in different cities at the moment as well. So what does the workflow kind of look like for you guys? How do you, how do you carve time out whenever you're not actually able to sit down and talk physically? Um, we always jump on the, uh, on a phone call and then like just using the creative cloud, like I said, each client we do a library. So when we're throwing in stuff, you know, we'll be texting each other while we're working. I'm like, Hey, I just threw this in. And, and sometimes we'll make a plan of attack. Like, you know, we get home from work and it's like, hey, dude, I'm going to eat some dinner and then I'm going to jump on the computer around like seven and we'll get on a phone call and kind of decide what we're going to do for the night. Yeah. Okay. Is that, do you, will you be on the phone kind of like talking to each other while you're working or more like before you dig in? Both. Yeah. Like last night we were on the phone uh, just while we were working and sometimes like we'll have it on speaker and we're just like silent, <laughs> but we're both like working <laughs> on stuff. It's weird. No, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. So then what would you say the goal of Brethren Design Co. is? If you had like kind of one tagline or mantra that you guys operate under, what what would that be? It's definitely let's do work. Like we said earlier, that's kind of like, you know, we're doing the things that we want to do and trying to like live under this, this Brethren like mantra of just like, if we're going to do this, let's do it all the way. And I, I think one thing that we do the most is kind of over deliver on projects. Like right. we get, we go wild, but like also our approach to branding and we let our clients know up front. Usually we pitch one direction for a brand and we flush it out like pretty heavily. Like, um, like our most recent branding project that we're the most like proud of and that has turned into something bigger than just a branding project is uh slice beer slice beer company and we pitch one brand to them but you know people a lot of people tend to come to us because they have seen the work that we do and they like the style so they kind of know a little bit aesthetically what they're going to get from us and we have all these discussions up front that kind of make sure that everything's going to go down the right direction 
on their side and our side to get to a place that's going to be successful. No, yeah. And and so then to that in one one question I have then that I feel like so you got you mentioned you touched on it right you guys have such a specific aesthetic behind the designs you do yeah and there's kind of like two different kind of design accounts I feel like I see you can either have one specific aesthetic or then there's people who kind of do a little bit of everything so do you think it's important and beneficial to kind of have one thing that you lock in on so that people know what they're getting into when they when they approach you for a project or do you think there's room to kind of wiggle and have maybe a couple different directions you could go with stuff um, I think it's worked great for us to kind of have like our aesthetic and style, but um, you know, lately we've been kind of like, we've been kind of pushing ourselves to do a little bit of different stuff and working with slice. We're doing like two limited release cans a month. That's cool. So we're kind of like, and they let us kind of do whatever. And we actually get to break, you know, away from the branding. Like we don't have to use the brand colors or anything like that. So, art style wise we're kind of like trying all these new things which has been fun for us and i think with some of the projects that we have lined up and one of the projects we're working on now um i think we're kind of getting into some new territory style wise for us which is cool i mean jeremy do you agree with that yeah um yeah because i was gonna say I, I think i mean yeah we have an aesthetic but i also believe we have the wiggle um I mean, I think, you know, you look at some designers and you're like, you know, it's exactly them because they have such a distinct style. But right. Um, at me personally, even, um, you know, growing up and just doing art in general, I've never wanted to be locked down to a style. I've always considered myself to uh, be able to execute, you know, multiple things or whatever, whatever comes my way or, you know, whatever the client wants, like I can accomplish it um, and, and then do it in my own way as well. But, um, yeah, I think I think we can. Uh, have a little, you know, wiggle room there and be able to mm -hmm. do things. Yeah. 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 I think there, there's like a sweet spot of like, uh, where like if all our work, you can tell it's us, but it also, if it feels different enough and, and works well for the client and serves them well and the, their audience well, that's like the sweet spot. I feel like. Yeah. It's almost like taking what your aesthetic is and taking what the client is looking for and kind of putting your own touch on what it is they're looking for. And I think that's yeah. something that it, it can be difficult at times, depending on what it is that, you know, you're working on and what they're looking for. Uh, but from what I've seen in you guys' work, I feel like you nail it every time. It all, it, it kind of has that like recognizability, you know, when I see something pop up and it's your work, I'm like, Oh, of course it's their work. It makes sense. It fits in with what you guys are doing. Yeah. So then let's dive a little bit deeper into a couple specific projects. So you mentioned it a couple times. You were talking about Slice Beer Co. So can you just kind of dig into that a little more? Tell us what it is that you were given, what the project was, what you delivered, and kind of what's going on with that? Yeah. So um, it's funny because when we started, we really wanted to work on branding projects, but a lot of the projects that would come to us was mainly like apparel designs and stuff based in music and things like that. And, uh, we really wanted branding projects. So we did like, we did a branding project for a local food truck here and, um, they ended up not using any of the stuff. It was this TNT Wang's food truck, but we still like posted it on Instagram and showed all the brand stuff and it went over well. We started getting like more branding projects coming our way and we really wanted to get like a consumer product like beer we want to work in restaurants and food and all of that stuff 
and we ended up getting hit up by Slice. Um, they came through our email and, you know, the our contact over there, who's now basically like our buddy, uh, Russ, he was like a marketing director for uh, a company called Old Town Pizza. And he uh, joined with this other guy named Zach Frazier, who had already run a successful brewery called Moonraker. So we kind of had a feeling that the product was going to be good. And then also Russ coming from a marketing background, he understands the time it takes to do branding and uh, the time it takes to do design and all of that. So that relationship and the process that we went through to do the brand, like went very smoothly and, you know, they loved the first brand, like the first round that we gave them everything. Uh, Cause we wrote like copy and stuff based on what they wanted to do, which, you know, they're a really small tap room in Lincoln, California. And they weren't really like, set on having distribution or anything they just wanted to make new beers all the time and kind of create an environment for everybody so not just like beer snobs beer snobs are welcome but um also everybody you know so we kind of were writing copy and they since they were slightly tied to pizza and the name was slice we had like a little bit of pizza references in there but not too much visually and uh, so we ended up writing stuff like Upper Crust Beers for Everyone, Culture of Fresh is like their main tagline because they're constantly making new beers and then heavily rotated is another one. So we have like, you know, I mean, their blade sign is a giant pizza cutter too. So there's like things like that in the branding. But uh, pizza cutter so, tap handle. Yeah, pizza cutter tap handle. So it's like beer, a little bit of pizza and all that. but. Yeah, that sounds like a fun project. Yeah, and, and kind of being able to merge the two. That sounds like the perfect place for me to go too. Beer and pizza sounds like the perfect combo. Right. Yeah, it's next door to Old Town Pizza, so I mean you can get pizza there as well. Yeah, I'm on the complete opposite side of the country, but if I ever make it that way, I'll have to hit it up. Yeah, we're supposed to go out there in May, May first, but I mean with everything that's happening right now, we're not sure. But slice, we're actually doing. Uh, collaboration beer which i mean they're gonna brew it we're not really gonna do much but we're making like a brethren themed beer oh May, that's so cool super exciting it was like a dream come true for us yeah that's awesome that's really really cool 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 yeah so then another another project that you guys have worked on i, I believe recently or you're still working on it guy fietti i believe that's how you say his name i hear it like five yeah. different ways yeah uh, yeah so, so what, what was we, that like Okay, so we haven't released this work yet, and it's about to drop very soon. We just got a link to the store. But another thing, like I mentioned, we get branding projects and stuff. A lot of stuff we get is apparel and merchandise uh, projects. And so this company, Super Digital, out of Boston, they work with uh, Guy Fieri and uh, Julian Edelman, who's a wide receiver for the Patriots. They, you know, were fans of our work and hit us up about collaborating with them to do a line of merch for each of them. And, um, you know, when that came through the email, both of us were like, no fucking way. <laughs> um, it was it was super cool. And that, that's like another avenue that, you know, when we were talking about having a style, that's where it's kind of been beneficial for us is that now we're also getting hit up by 
agencies who, you know, they want like a certain type of illustrations and, and typography that kind of fit in within the style that we do. And I think some of that even comes from the way we've branded brethren. And um, so that just worked out very well. It's like, you know, they kind of give us some concepts and the overall theme. And then we do what we call graphic kits on this apparel stuff, which we've kind of positioned as like a selling point to do a, a whole collection of merch instead of just like the one-off thing. And that's, you know, that was the approach with Guy Fieri and Julian Edelman where we create, you know, probably Jeremy, what do you think? We did like three guy illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. Three like actual guy illustrations. Uh, I mean, there's quite a few custom illustrations in that kit because it was, uh, you know, involved with because he's opened up some restaurants and casinos. So we did some casino themes. So uh, we ended up illustrating a lot of icons, like food icons for like slot machines. Right. Uh, and stuff like that. Um, so, I I mean, yeah, maybe like, you know, uh, I don't know how many illustrations that would be all together. But for the guy, yeah, there's like three guys. Um, and then probably like with those icons, if you're including the icons, you know, maybe like 15 custom illustrations. Yeah. So we ended up doing like, we end up doing like 15 custom illustrations and then like some custom type stuff or typography and badge lockup stuff that looks awesome on merch. And that's typically what we do with like the graphics kits when we work with apparel companies, like we'll have like a set amount that we tell them that we're going to deliver. And then it's a set cost for that. Um, and working with super digital, their whole intention was really only to have like, even with Julian Edelman, they have like, you know, three or four pieces that they were trying to get out of it. But under the understanding that we are going to create this kit of like 15 pieces and then kind of narrow it down to four. Right. Right. So then when you're working with someone that's a little bit like, I guess you would call him a celebrity. I mean, he's pretty well known. Everybody knows who he is. Is there anything different about the process of kind of going through, you know, getting things approved and all that kind of stuff? Is there anything different about that versus working with maybe like a smaller company or, or something like that? Well, especially in this instance, like since we're working with super digital and, and, you know, Super Digital does like all the social and marketing and video and for they do a bunch of stuff for clients. So, you know, even with this, like Guy Fieri, we're working on his stuff, but he's technically not our client. So we don't have any like FaceTime with him. We don't get on the phone with him or anything like that. Right. So it's, it's a it's a weird like kind of third party thing. I think the only thing that I mean, for us, it's definitely the most public, like biggest public figure that we've ever done work for so there's like a little bit of intimidation with that but then there's also like just pure excitement of like damn and and guy theory is such a crazy like person like he has so many catchphrases and he's like right. a meme yeah, you know? yeah like and when we when we first talked to super digital too we were like well i was like man he's like in a weird ironic place that like you know, a lot of people love him and some people don't love him and some people just don't care. But I'm like, if he has like super cool merchandise, like I think some like even hip ass people would wear it like ironically almost. Yeah. 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 That's so <laughs> funny. That'd be a fun project. Yeah. And then are y'all NFL fans? Was the Julian Edelman one? Was that a big one for you too? Um, it was funny because we're, we both like hockey more than any sport and Jeremy okay. likes soccer as well. 
I I had no idea who he was, and I when we got the email, I googled him, and I was like, oh shit, he like plays for the Patriots. So oh wow! I th- <laughs> I think the fact that was a big deal just because of I mean who he is, but I almost feel bad that neither of us knew who he was. When you told me, I'll go ahead. I was saying, sorry, Julian. Yeah, we didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I know like hardly any designers I feel like are ever into football. Uh, Mm -hmm. At most, if they're going into sports, I feel like it's mostly soccer. Uh, But when you told me that you worked with Julian Edelman, my first thought was, oh, man, he's a biggie. That's a big one because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a football fan. I'm more college football myself, uh, but I keep up with NFL enough to know you know current players and stuff. So that's I'm jealous. I think that yeah. would have been a fun project for sure. It was super fun, and working with Super Digital was awesome too. Because like uh, ASAP, one of the guys over there, and Billy, the guys that we worked with the most, they it, they already had like an idea in mind of what they wanted to do, right? And they're the it was for a pop-up shop during patriots bye week they did a pop-up shop and you know we did this illustration of julian's face like mouth open screaming and that was kind of like on the doors of the pop-up shop and he wanted everything asap wanted everything to look kind of like almost like shepherd fairy-esque almost like protest stuff and the whole thing was like centered around like fuck the dallas cowboys was the main message he wanted to say right he was like, how can we say, like, fuck the Dallas Cowboys without saying fuck Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> and uh, he um, he had this, he had the idea of, like, doing the new America's team. Okay, that's cool. And that was, so that was the main graphic that we, uh, that was the main graphic that ended up um, on a couple of pieces of apparel. So we, we did this Dallas Star, and Jeremy illustrated this Patriots skull like coming out of the Dallas star. And then we, we did this nice, like America's team script and then a spray paint, like the new over it. And when we shared that with them, the first round, you know, they loved it. And uh, it's funny, the guy ASAP over there, he's super colorful. He's like, fuck yeah, this is it, dude. <laughs> he was just like, that Patriot skull, just fucking skull fucking the Dallas stars. Yeah. Awesome, but. I have to check that out. I don't. I'm not, I haven't seen that. So, is that on your Instagram somewhere? Yeah, it's on our Instagram, and then um, I, I believe it's still up in the shop. They reprinted some of it. Um, it's it sold out the first round. It was funny, and this is like a testament to Super Digital and probably Julian Edelman himself. Like, they're pretty creative dudes, and uh, they were doing free shipping to Dallas on that shirt, or free shipping <laughs> to Texas. That's so funny. <laughs> Just one extra little jab at the end of it all. <laughs> yeah i thought that was awesome but they sold so out the first round and we did a couple we did another like relentless mindset one of julian edelman and yeah and they mailed us all them they mailed us all the merchandise which i thought was cool yeah that's really cool so then uh, another project you guys kind of you know have talked about is uh hobo jack you worked with hobo jack i'll be honest with you i had to look that person up i didn't know who that was what i found was hobo jack from american pickers is this the same person no, this is no, not okay. the same person. I have because I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Well, this is uh, Hobo Jack. We like to bring up because they're an apparel company based out of the UK, and they do like um, tattoo inspired, like illustration style. Okay. Yeah, if you look up all their stuff, it's kind of like punk rock based and tattoo, classic tattoo inspired. But they're a pretty large um, clothing company. And they were one of the first ones that um, kind of when 
when we were trying to, it's funny because we talked about this before. It's like with branding projects, we kind of treated it like apparel projects because we like to one, here's like your main brand. Here's your typography, your color, your logo. But then here's all these elements and brand elements that can extend beyond just that. So we like to arm the brands that we work with, with merchandising opportunities. Um, all, we think about all the touch points the brand could live. And so when we're getting hit up with all these apparel things, that's when we started doing the graphic kits. And we actually created like a PDF that kind of explains the process of what we do and how much it costs and all of that. And then if people say, okay, then we go to work. And that was, Hobo Jack was one of the first ones that we did a kit with. And they actually hit us up and said that they were going to Tokyo to do a collection. And they wanted to do a collection that was inspired by Tokyo. And they were going to go there and shoot it, uh, all the products. And so we did a kit for them. And um, they went and shot all the photography. And it was like one of our first like apparel companies that we had like a case study for because of all the amazing photography they did and um, all the graphics like we're super proud of. Like on that project, you know, Jeremy did three illustrations. I did three illustrations. And then we both kind of like messed with those and made all these like lockups, badges and stuff. And it was just super fun with the color and the type and the way it all turned out. It was, it was a big project for us, like, you know, probably eight, eight months into us kind of working together. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I'll link, uh, both the hobo jack you were talking about and american picker hobo jack i was looking at that thing and there's no way that can be the person they're talking about because what would he have had made like it didn't make any sense <laughs> oh my gosh i gotta look him up i yeah. used to love watching american pickers though yeah back in the day but i haven't seen it in forever and I, the guy had a lot oh of cool God. stuff he had some cars and stuff i figured maybe that's what it was <laughs> i'm looking at him now <laughs> that's funny <laughs> So then with so many kind of diverse projects, you, you've got a, a lot of different clients and a lot of different things you've worked on. What do you think you've learned from a design perspective with, as far as like kind of working with all these in all these different areas and these different kind of clients? Um, I think we're learning. I think we're learning business things along the way the most. Yeah. Like, and how to protect ourselves too. How to, how to protect ourselves, how to, you know, right into the contract of of what happened so i we brought up hobo jack as a speaking event that we did and and um we they ended up kind of like rebranding with one of the marks that was in the graphics kit and like and the graphics kit stuff is meant to be for like a collection and apparel you know but you right. know we were doing like custom type stuff that uh, stuff that looks like a logo, you know, yeah. but our kind of thought with all of that stuff was like, you know, if you look at brands like Volcom and even like Nike does it sometimes too, there'll be like, well, especially brands like Volcom and skate company, they will take their name and like, there'll be different styles of it, you know? Right. Like, Almost like alternative so, logo kind of things. Yeah. Al alternate logos and stuff. So the yeah. stuff in the graphics kit is never meant to be like a rebrand because if it was, we would probably approach it differently and we would flesh it out a lot more. But, you know, Hobo Jack kind of ended up using that as a rebrand, which it's not a fault on them. It's, it's, re we realized that's kind of a fault on us because, you know, we didn't have anything in a contract that said, 
hey, this is what the graphics are for, you know, right. just things like that, that we approach differently now. And um, so we're constantly like learning business stuff. Like, you know, that's the hardest part. Yeah. What do you think is like the most important business thing that you probably wouldn't learn in design school or really any way besides just through experience? Mm, contracts, man. And making sure, making sure everything's in writing and it's all clear, you know, and uh, me working at agencies and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm not even a part of the contract stuff usually or the pricing or anything like that. So, you know, pricing is a struggle and learning all those things along the way is a struggle and sharing that, that knowledge and listening to other designers share that knowledge is helpful. Like I, I bought the Hoodsville sisters book. It's called like freelancing and business stuff or whatever. And that book was a great resource that had things that I never thought about as far as like writing proposals and stuff. And even things like putting an expiration date on your proposals because right. You know, some companies might wait six months and they're like, all right, well, yeah, now we want to do that. But it's like, maybe you charge more than you did six months ago, you know, right. or maybe right. you're busier, like just weird things like that. But luckily, there's a lot of good resources out there. Yeah. And you kind of touched on it earlier as well, that the design community in general is so supportive. And I know like for me, Anytime I talk to anybody at an AIGA event or just any design event in general, everyone's so open and willing to talk to me. And like, if I have questions, you know, they give the honest truth and they're completely transparent. And I think that's, I think that's unique to the design field. And I think it's something like, I know I'm very thankful for it because it, it, it's always easier to learn from someone else than to go make the mistake and get burned in order to have to learn it. For sure. And, and even with that, I mean, you're going to get burned sometimes. It's yeah. just how it is. But that's, that is the great thing about the design community and it kind of like raises the bar for everybody. And I think something that you learn along the way too, is that it's, it's educating clients on design too, because you know, like with slice, we were lucky that Russ comes from like a marketing background. So like he gets it. Right. But, I mean, sometimes you get clients that they don't understand the process of design or the value of design. They know they want it, but, you have to almost kind of speak to that and educate them on why, why, this, why this costs this much, you know, how much time it takes, how much uh, thought you're putting into it. Yeah. Yeah. Another big thing is also, I feel like I've heard this come up a couple times in my conversations with people is learning to not be defensive because a lot of it's not that they don't value what you do. Like you said, it's just that they don't know. And so you have to kind of tell them and, and walk them through, you know, this is why it's going to be this much. And this is all the stuff you're getting for it. So while you may only get, you know, one or two concepts or, you know, a couple illustrations, there's so much more that goes into the pre-planning and the brainstorming of it that they probably just don't know is going on. For sure. And like, you know, certain clients, like, I mean, if it's, if someone comes to us and it's a space we know nothing about, like in order for us to do a good job, like we, we have to research and like learn about it and know like what those customers are into, what the, their, whatever their audience is, what type of people they are. So there's a learning curve too. And that stuff takes time and time is money, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then circling back a little bit to 
you guys being brothers and working together, do you think that knowing each other the way that you do kind of better than the typical coworker would know each other? Do you think that's made it easier for you guys to work together and kind of understand each other's thoughts on different projects? Jeremy, you want to take that one? Yeah. I mean, I would say definitely, uh, you know, uh, Jordan says like, you know, brother intuition, uh, brotherly intuition. Yeah. I mean, when we, when we, uh, you know, converse about the projects and we're gearing up and talking about concepts and whatnot. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, through conversation, we both like can in our heads are visually picturing the same thing. Right. Yeah. And Jeremy, Jeremy said it earlier too. It's like, we tell each other the truth. Like I think being brothers, you know, we're brothers for life, whether we work together or not, you know, we've been in fist fights, you know, mm. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like, no matter what, it's like, we're going to be brothers at the end of the day. So there's, there, that's like, that's kind of, you know, the beautiful part about it. And a lot of the time we talk about brethren too, I'm like, half the reason we started this is, is like, so we can hang out more and spend more time together too. Right. <laughs> it's kind of mm. corny, but it's true. It's like, it's for us, we're making art projects together. Yeah. And I, that's cool that y'all have something like that, that you can work on together that like you're both passionate about too. Cause you know, I mm -hmm. feel like it's not often that that happens. A lot of times people, you know, get up to college and then they'll split off and do their own thing. So yeah, that's, that's cool. I think that's one of the, like, you know, brother and design code, the whole thing. That's such a unique idea. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's It's been so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it shows too. I, I remember way back when I was getting started in, a desi in design, I had someone that was kind of mentoring me on some design work. It was sort of like an internship kind of thing. And, and they were telling me, you know, don't work when you're stressed because it shows. And I think that's true. And by the same token, if you go to the other end of that, if you're having fun when you're designing, I think that shows as well. And I think you can see that in y'all's work, just like having, being able to have fun with each other, enjoy the process of it. It helps it. It makes it easier to kind of push yourself to get to that higher standard of quality. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So then of all the different projects you guys have worked on, what is your favorite one that you've worked on so far? Jeremy, um, favorite. Um, I guess I, I know yours is slice. I probably would have to say slice too. Um, just cause, uh, one, I mean, we wanted to get into the, the beer industry. Um, and with, I mean, just on ongoing, you know, it's the most fun, you know, like I said, it's kind of our first, uh, retainer client that we're, cause we're now doing labels, a couple labels, uh, monthly. Um, and they trust us um, with our creativity. So it's probably the most fun because it seems like there's, you know, somewhat of no rules and we can kind of just really have fun with it. So it's yeah, that's really enjoy, enjoy. Yeah. Project. It feels like a partnership. So I, I feel like it's the most rewarding too. It's like, it's been my favorite, especially making these labels is so much fun and they mail us the beers too. And so drinking the beers is awesome and a lot of fun. That's so cool. Yeah, that sounds so cool. I would love to work on something like that. That's awesome. It's cool drinking beers out of, uh, you know, with with your work on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That I'll put that on a goal. That'll be like a career bucket list thing for me. Get into the beer industry. And if I can't yeah. do it, if I can't do it, I'll just tell you all to take on another beer company that you, you don't have time for and you can contract it out to me. There you go. For sure. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can collaborate on one. There you go. Mail you a beer. That sounds awesome. 
So then I know you guys kind of talked about how Brethren Design Co. is sort of, you you do it on the side outside of the day job, and, and it's kind of meant to be a place where you can take on just the clients that you want to take on and the projects you want to take on. So it's more, it's more enjoyable and not like you have to rely on it. But so is it something that if it, would you ever be interested in taking it to be full time or do you like kind of keeping it as that separate, just kind of, you know, take on the work that you actually feel interested in? Um, I think if it became full time, that would be awesome. It's just a matter of like, when or how like i we we're we're still kind of figuring that out it's like we know we know who we are like we know who we are we know what brethren is but we don't necessarily know exactly where we want it to go so what were you gonna say jeremy oh yeah i was just gonna say i mean there's there's no rush on you know becoming you know full-time um you know like you know jordan like jordan said he has a you know a newly daughter is just a year old and I think we both like the cushioning of our nine to fives, you know, we had, with good insurance and 401ks and stuff like that uh, to where we're just kind of growing it naturally, you know, um, and just kind of seeing where it goes. So, um, you know, who knows, like right now I don't see anything in the next couple of years of doing that. You know, yeah. if you get to like five years, who knows, but um, like I say we're just taking it, you know, slowly, naturally and having fun with it. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like that's the best way to work too, because it, it makes the work better. And and I like I, I think that's just such an interesting idea that you have it kind of just to take on the projects that you want. Because I I feel like so many people do freelance, and whether it's full time or not, uh, you know they they take the the jobs to make money. But I have to think it's such a such a more enjoyable experience when you're really just taking on what you're interested in. For sure, so we definitely want to make money on the projects that we work on, but if we're we want we want to enjoy them too. So. Right. You know, if, if, if this was our full-time job right now, based on, you know, the inquiries we get and all of the opportunities we get, we would definitely be, we would definitely be fighting, you know, and, or we'd be taking on stuff that we don't want to. Yeah. It'd be a lot more frustrating. Yeah. And probably, yeah. Yeah. So then if there's someone out there, whether listening to this or, or just in general, what would be your advice to them if they were interested in starting a studio in sort of this freelance uh, career with someone else, whether it's their brother or just a friend? Um, I would say take it slow. I mean, cause that's what we're doing. I mean, not that this is the best way to go. Like I know people that dive in, you know, head first on their own and they become successful and they do it well. And sometimes there's that fight or flight thing, but I think there's also no rush. Like, you know, you can kind of make your own rules whenever you're going at your own pace. Yeah. Know who you are, know, know what you want to be, you know, and then go. For it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's kind of cliche to say, but it's true. It's like, you know, put out the type of work that you want to do. Um, I mean, that, we did some projects as favors when we first started out because we wanted to show what we could do, you know, and you build from that, you know, I mean, you you can't come out of the gate charging ten thousand dollars on a new brand project when you don't have any branding projects to show. That's just not how it works. Right. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we're going to wrap up today's show. But where can everybody find your work, guys? Uh, we got brethrendesignco.com and uh, at brethrendesignco on Instagram. We're also on Dribble. Um, yeah. So we're always sharing our work. Cool. Very cool. And I'll, I'll drop a link to all of that 
in the podcast notes below. And if there's anything else that was mentioned today, any resources, anything like that, that you're interested in checking out, all of that will be linked down below as well. So make sure to hit that up. Well, I want to thank you again, Jordan and Jeremy, for sitting down and taking time out of your day to talk to me today. I really enjoyed the conversation. I think there's a lot of really great information from it. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. They appreciate you having us on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, 100%. This was awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Creatively Brief. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and follow us on social media at Creatively Brief. I'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, have a great week, everyone. I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Thank you.